Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque! Better call Saul. Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for Season 2, Episode 8, Better Call Saul. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I love this episode. Um, I mean, it's the first introduction of Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman. Um, he's such an entertaining character, and particularly in this variation. I mean, obviously we know him from Better Call Saul anyway now, but um, just this version of it where he's full Saul and and just, you know, the slimy lawyer that we first met. There are a few little bits and pieces that I forget that he mentions, like, you know, he mentions his name was McGill. There are various characters that he mentions in this opening episode, which are people that we have now seen in Better Call Saul. You know, um, it, it's really interesting. I kind of forgotten how much was set up just from that first appearance of him. So um, I, I just watching this again, I found that all quite sort of interesting as well. And uh, yeah, just just really great. And um, I'm, I'm so looking forward to seeing more of this coming up as well, because I, I can't remember exactly where things go from here. So, um, you know, I know Sol gets more and more involved in the whole thing. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of this. Mm-hmm. yeah me too i thought this episode was fantastic um there's a lot that gets done in this episode as well um cause mm. this episode's normal kind of lengths and if you look at some lesser shows or worse shows that would um you know have badger in prison for multiple episodes and they would have like okay where can we get a lawyer from and that would take several episodes and then you probably wouldn't get any of the Hank story as well in this episode. There's also the little thing with um, Skylar and her going off to this uh, work dinner thing or, or work meeting mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, you've got all that in this episode. Then you've still got development with uh, Jesse and Jane in this episode. And uh, th- this is the stuff that I'm talking... When I talk about Breaking Bad being the most consistently great show, these are some of the things that I'm sort of talking about where... Um, it gives the characters moments to breathe as well, but it also gets so much done in a lot of its episodes. Not in every single episode, like you don't have always as much going on uh, in in other episodes that you do in this one, but it kind of shows, and and none of it feels rushed, none of it feels sort of like shoehorned in. Um, The the structure of putting it all together is very, very good as well, because there's a lot of things you've got to do when you're putting a lot of characters into an episode and you're putting a lot of just plot lines in, in, into an episode, you've got to pace it well, you've got to structure it well, you've got to make sure that it's not like just shoved into an episode. Like As to where you've got, let's say, a main plot for an episode and then a B-plot kind of thing. And to make it not feel like the B-plot is just sort of there to fill in the rest of the episode. Uh, this episode doesn't do that at all. 
Um, and I mean, you do have the things where like Hank eventually connects to the water storyline. Not that he particularly knows that, but with their sort of like meeting and him kind of meeting yeah. him and like driving past him and everything. Um, you also get the whole, yeah, the Badger arrest, the full introduction of Soul. And like you said, he mentions a few characters as well. Uh, it's also a character from Better Call Saul that uh, is nowhere to be seen at all in this episode as well. I'm, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, but I was kind of looking out for hints of any sort of mention of that character because we know that character's not in uh, Breaking Bad, but uh, I was looking for any kind of sort of, you know, um, mm. men- mention of that character um, and and there was nothing, which is going to be very interesting and it does lead back to... Um, better call Saul the actual show to see okay how is that all gonna kind of resolve so almost sort of by accident um breaking this episode of breaking bad kind of improves better call Saul in a way at least better call Saul at the moment obviously if you watch it when better call Saul finishes you might have a different sort of uh feeling towards it or whatever but um at the moment seeing going from what was it season five we just had of better call Saul uh last year Mm -hmm. And then going to to this episode, not seeing any Better Call Saul since, uh, you get some some interesting kind of things that, that sort of line up as well, which I thought were were very very good. Uh, but do you agree in terms of like a lot of things happen in the episode, and the episode sort of handles it really really well? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really well paced. Uh, there is is a lot of sort of moving parts of this, and you are introducing one sort of major character as well mm-hmm. in this episode with Saul. Um, it was uh, it, it was interesting. The opening scene, you get to see uh, DJ Qualls, who is one of those faces that pops up in things, and you go, "I know that guy." <laughs> He's the uh, the the um, agent that meet the bus badger to start off with, and uh, or the police officer that bus badger, and and that's a face that like pops up in. I mean, he's in an episode of this Supernatural. He's been in Scrubs. He pops up in Lost, CSI. Big Bang Theory, Z Nation, uh, Man in the High Castle. Uh, he was in the movie Road Trip. I think people will know him from that. Uh, he's, he's kind of, if you need a skinny looking guy, that's the guy you hire, you know. So, he, But he's popped up in so many, so many things. as just like one off or two episodes or like he, he had a, a bit of a series arc in Supernatural as well. So, yeah, um, he was, I, I completely forgot he was in this. And I was like, oh, it's him, <laughs> you know. Mm. So I like seeing things like that as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he, yeah, he's one of the actors that pops up in a in a bunch of things. What I probably most know him from is uh, is Z Nation. Uh, did you ever finish that show, or did you ever like? No, watch it? I I watched uh, some episodes of it. I think I might have seen a lot of the first season. I didn't actually end up finishing it, but hmm. that that show's got one of the best cancelled endings to a show I've ever seen. to where to where like okay you could actually finish it there and you kind of know where where it's probably gonna go but you could also do another season and it didn't matter to me either way because i remember watching i think it was during the whatever fifth fifth season or whatever it was and uh i remember thinking oh damn it's cancelled obviously you know sci-fi show surprise surprise (laughs) and uh and then they cancelled it and i thought oh it's going to end on some stupid cliffhanger um but no that's that's genuinely got one of the best cancelled endings i've ever seen for a show (laughs) to where it was like okay this kind of works a bit as a series finale in a way but also leaves like future story so yeah but um i I recommend uh 
uh, you watch that and stuff. It's on. Uh, I think it's on. I don't know if all the seasons are on Netflix, but it's definitely on there. I think they are. Uh, yeah, so, m- most of the seasons. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much our pre-talk for this episode of Breaking Bad. Just interesting that I, I we uh, I think we both kind of looked at the upcoming titles of the episodes. I was like, oh, Better Call Saul's kind of coming up. So. <laughs> That was uh, yeah. that was cool. Um, all right, let's get in some housekeeping, and then we'll get into the recap. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, the gaming podcast yesterday, uh, we had within the last week or so, we had uh, three new sets of gameplay footage to look at. Uh, Those were for Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Forbidden, uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, uh, the PlayStation game. Uh, A new look at Far Cry 6, which has got uh, Giancarlo Esposito in it as well. And uh, a new look at the zombie game Dying Light 2, which has been a bit in a bit of development trouble over the last couple of years, but things seem to have sort of worked out there. Uh, we also talked about um, somebody's comments from the uh, Far Cry 6 dev team saying that they're not doing a political story. Sure, of course you're not. Uh, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a, okay, when you make something like that and we can see in front of our eyes, okay, it's a political story, it's a war story, it, that's that's okay. You don't have to say that you're not doing a political story when everybody can see that you are so um it, it almost as if like oh we're worried to, we're worried that we're doing this it's like okay we can can see it anyway so um but uh, we talked about those comments as well we also talked about nintendo uh suing a certain website because they're holding uh nintendo roms and things like that which we've talked about nintendo making their games unavailable to certain people if you remember back to march this year with the uh internet death of super mario and all that stupid stuff and then we compared that between what playstation's doing and what uh, xbox is doing 
as well. Some very interesting sort of discussion there. Uh, finally got back to the cinema after several months, uh, and after a 14-month wait, I finally saw A Quiet Place Part 2, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, gave it a must-see rating, and as I said on that podcast, and on the gaming podcast, if you have the interest to see this film, and of course if you've seen the first film, please see this at the cinema. It is a film that is genuinely built for that experience. Don't wait 45 days or whatever it is for Paramount+. Plus. Um, you can watch it like on your second or third watch at home, that's fine. But for a first viewing experience, you really, really do need to see that in the cinema. I know that's not quite possible for everybody because of different reasons. But uh, please do try and do that if you can do that. Just just because of the pin drop, silent nature, attention filled thing of the of the film it really is kind of built for that just as in the same way that the first one was so uh, that's my musty review for that uh, it does have a spoiler free section all that so you can listen to that as well uh may not lost in the europa league final to villarreal very disappointing result it was 1-1 in normal time and then 11-10 on penalties it actually got to a point where the goalkeepers had to take penalties themselves and uh our goalkeeper who's been playing for us for 10 years or more i've never seen him take a penalty before I've never seen that situation actually happen, and it did. And unfortunately, he missed. Not really his fault, because um, we should have finished the game off way before that. But uh, very disappointing result. I am going to be doing a season wrap-up for that, because I have a lot of things still to say. Uh, was the season a success? Should the manager stay? Who are we possibly going to get if the Glazers actually want to, you know open their wallets because they don't like doing that but uh yeah who, what could happen with all that i'm going to record that between now and saturday i'm aiming to do it on saturday but i could do it before that so look out for that as well but uh, no trophies this season for manchester united unfortunately but uh there you go uh did a podcast talking about why i stopped watching reality tv uh might be a shock to some of you but i did used to watch the uk version of big brother and i did used to watch made in chelsea that might be a shock to some of you Uh, i don't do that anymore i haven't done it for a very very long time but i just wanted to go over my history of reality tv and talk about my feelings about that genre now as opposed to back then when i used to watch the shows how i feel about them now and uh, talking briefly about some other ones i've never seen as well before uh mainly kind of looking at itv and all their sort of bunch of shows and that sort of stuff so uh, if you want a bit of a history with that uh you can listen to that one uh what else have we got um fear the walking dead didn't have a new episode this week uh it would have been season six episode 15 i think it was because memorial day weekend or, or something like that that uh, there was no new episode so there is no re- new review new review this week uh, the newest episode is season six episode 14 but episode 15 will be out next week so uh normal service will be resumed with that and there's only two episodes left of the season anyway so you can check that out as well if you want to. Uh, speaking of other zombie things, a lot of zombie content this week, uh, which I'm happy to do. Uh, don't skip review for Army of the Dead, which is Zack Snyder's uh, Netflix zombie film as well. It's not connected to Dawn of the Dead, I don't think. So uh, you can check that one out as well. Then I also did two analyzing television episodes. One's talking about Netflix and one's talking about Apple TV+. So you can check those out if you want to on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, 208 Better Call Saul. Uh, Badger is sitting on a bench and a guy approaches trying to score. Uh, Badger tries to figure out, it, figure out if this mystery person is a police officer. Badger is then tricked and arrested after. They do actually kind of do a drug deal. But then this guy sort of puts his foot on the bench. Like pretending to tie his shoes or whatever he's doing. And then uh, pulls out a gun. Says it's, I think he says Albuquerque police doesn't he? And um, yes. then uh, Badger gets arrested. Um... Yeah, I, I kind of remember this um, 
cold open. I, I remember that Badger did get arrested. I couldn't quite remember beat for beat like exactly how it happened. But um, this guy does a very good job of kind of tricking Badger. Because uh, I, I don't know if you can necessarily look at this scene and think like Badger's done a really bad job. Because he does ask him a lot of different things. He even checks him for a while. The guy lifts up his shirt and he hasn't got anything. Because usually they would, wouldn't they? In order mm-hmm. to like listen in and stuff. So Badger kind of didn't really have a reason to be sort of suspicious. I mean you always kind of should when you're doing this kind of stuff obviously. Because you always could get caught, which he does. But I don't know that he does a lot wrong here. I think it's just a bit of bad luck. This guy's like I... telling him quite clearly, like, okay, I'm here to sort of score. I haven't got a wire. I think that that was I think that was a big tipping point for Badger in this scene, the checking for like a wire and stuff. Because I think I think if this guy started to like, okay, I'm not going to show you, you know, my chest or whatever, then I think Badger may have acted differently. So I think that was the tipping point for him for him here. Um, but it does get unfortunately caught out what were you about to say um i i don't know i mean i think it's just with badger he's actually he's kind of smart and dumb at the same time Mm. because he sat on the bench he points out the fact that there are dea vans or he's fairly sure there are dea you know he spotted the vans you know which like the flower truck and he's sort of gone yeah that's a dea van that's a dea van you're trying to set me up and the guy yeah so he's he's actually aware of his surroundings he's he's kind of you know could could see that there is potentially the you know the dea are there and then he's stupid enough to fall for a thing about like oh well if i you know I, I legally have to tell you i'm police officers which of course they don't no other undercover cop anywhere right, yeah. in the world has to tell you they're an undercover cop it's just it's a stupid like thing that you know has got out through tv and and people are stupid enough to believe so um yeah the fact the fact that he kind of falls for something like that and yes he did check to see if he was wearing a wire but then again if there are people watching in vans he doesn't need a wire because they there are people watching to see what the, what actually happens so you know and there's that as well so yeah he he was being quite clever in you know the fact that he was cautious and you know he was fairly sure that the dea vans were there but then he's that desperate to make a sale um i I don't know it just it yeah i just dumb a badger as well so yeah smart and dumb at the same time i i think Mm -hmm. it was sort of an interesting mix of that but you know i occupational hazard as jesse says later um, of of dealing drugs, I guess you know some people are always going to get pinched. So yeah, I, I get what you mean. He does point out a few things and that, but he does also do a lot of checks and stuff. Maybe he just doesn't do quite enough checks. Because um, mm-hmm. the the thing is as well, if those vans that he pointed out weren't DEA vans, and he chooses to just walk away from this deal, because if he chooses to get up and walk away, I don't think this guy can necessarily do anything to him, can he? Because uh, he hasn't like got any no. drugs out or anything, but if he if he does that so many times, Jesse and Walt are gonna or Jesse and Heisenberg are gonna start saying to him like, "Okay, you're not like selling anything." Yeah, uh, I this was he was suspicious of it, 
and yeah. it was one deal. I mean, that that's the thing. And I, I, I can't remember how much he, he you know, he, he was. I can't remember what the price he put on it was because I know the the DE agent agent makes some remark about wow that's expensive or or something like that and so but I think even then it was only like a hundred dollars or you know it wasn't like a, a thousand or or you know something like that so yeah but I'm sure it would have been something that he could have made up somewhere else along the way I mean that mm. I I don't know yeah. It yeah. seemed like a bit of a risk to mm. me. What do you think would have happened if, let's say he got, Badger got up, walked over to one of the vans, not like knocked on the door and talked to one of them, but just sort of walked past it and looked in it. Like if, because he was, he did point out the vans and stuff. If he walked over to one of them, maybe the one that Hank's in or something, um, and does something with that, maybe that would have gone, well, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Obviously, the vans yeah, is yeah. a I mean, big that, thing here. So that would be the other thing is to walk over and kind of you know. Although if they've got recording equipment in the back of the van, although you would have thought that it would be fairly obvious the person sat in the front. I mean, Hank wasn't there at that point because it was a local. It was oh, an yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah, it was a least one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could have walked over and checked the vans and see whether they look suspicious or not. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's it. It was one of those things that, yeah, he did. He did a lot of things right, but then falls for something so dumb as to not, you know, is to believe the fact that a police officer has to tell you that they're a police officer. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Um. So yeah, but I he did he did do a lot of checks, but it was just the fact that he kind of points even points them all out and goes, "Oh, they're DEA vans, you know, or oh, they're, they're police vans," uh, and then still falls for it. Yeah, but it's very Badger as well, you know. I mean, it's very much in his character and sort of dumb smart, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that happens and he gets arrested, which obviously leads to, to the whole Better Call Soul part of the episode. Uh, good cold open, anyway. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, in, again, interesting sort of editing into the intro, which I always kind of appreciate as well. Uh, and again, it's it's one that gets uh, resolved pretty much in the episode. It's one. It's not one that's sort of left till later, like with the teddy bear st- thing that we still haven't quite gotten to yet. So uh, again, an interesting sort of mix-up of the different uh, ones that we've had. Uh, so after all that, uh, meanwhile, Jesse uh, did uh, sleep with Jane that night and learns that she is in uh, recovery, uh, or she's re- uh, recovering from addiction. Uh, she also makes note of his uh, lack of furniture, including a bed, which they could be using right about now. Uh, Jane shows yes. him her 18-month clean uh, sobriety badge thing. Uh, Jay- Jesse respects this, and then... Um, Jane tells him that his satellite is on. Uh, just before all this conversation, the satellite that is indeed on uh, does play a Better Call Soul advert, which I thought was kind of uh, quirky and funny in in a way. Yeah. Just, just the way some of the little, uh, like the people getting arrested, hey, I Better Call Soul, uh, but the, the way those are sort of put together, I thought was very sort of cheesy and sort of, sort of funny. Because uh, you got the guy yeah. that's like driving and he gets arrested, the guy that got done for, was it like harassment or something at work? And then there was the one yeah. that um, uh, th- there was a third one. I can't quite remember what, what, what that one was. But a few a few different people getting sort of arrested, and uh, them all saying that they'd uh, better call Soul, which is kind of the, uh, yes. the catchphrase of it all. 
Um, what do you think of the um, talk about the advert first? What do you think of the advert itself? Well, it's it's great. We've seen him actually produce those cheesy adverts in that console yeah. as well, and uh, you know where where he gets the sort of ideas for it, and it's this the bunch of college kids that he gets to do those ads. Um, but uh, so that was that was great to see as a sort of introduction to what you know Soul is as as a character. Um, that ad is quite a nice way of sort of easing you into the type of person he is before you've even actually met him, you know, because <laughs> you know the sort of sleazy lawyer that's going to be running that ads like that. So um, I think, yeah, that's, that's really good. And just the low production values and, you know, the local kind of advertising thing that you get in American, particularly in American TV, you don't get it so much over here because we don't have those sort of stations. But um, yeah, I, it's just great. that ad. I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good stuff. Um, yeah, good to see with uh, Jesse as well. You know, he's just gotten together with with Jane. He doesn't want to mess things up, and he wants to show her respect. So he says he kind of says, "Hey, do you want to sort of get high or whatever?" And then uh, Jane explains, you know, her situation, and he uh, he respects it. He doesn't like force her to do anything. He just says, "Like, hey, sure, that's you know, that's that's totally cool and everything." Uh, which mm-hmm. again, you know, we were asked a few weeks ago or or several episodes ago about the good and bad side of Jesse and Walt. Uh, that's definitely the the better side of him coming out uh, to show to show respect to to uh, uh, Jane and everything. Uh, what do you think of their sort of conversation about addiction and drugs and that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think from the conversations we've had, we're you know, whilst I think Walt has his issues, so I think Jesse. Mm generally yes he's a drug dealer but i think he is a good guy um underneath everything else most of the time you know um you can see i mean there's the the thing later on where yeah they find out that um badge is being arrested and jesse's very uncomfortable with like pressuring the other guys and you you know it's just not really him he's just trying to sort of work his way through the world whereas i i think i don't think walt's an awful character but i think certainly out of the two of them jesse is the better person out of the two of them he's the nicer person out of the two Mm -hmm. um and yeah like you say you know she sort of says been you know she throws the chip the 18 month chip at him and and he's like yeah okay cool and just leaves it alone which is you know great and I mean, it makes their relation slightly more tricky because, you know, he's a drug dealer and she's a recovering drug addict, which is a, a little, you know, that's never going to end well. I think you could probably even tell at this point. So, mm. um, yeah. And, but, yeah, it's it's the fact that he's kind of lays off and doesn't pressure her. I think he's, he's you know, says something about it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what you just mentioned just there about, like, the, the differences just between the two of them. Um, that's kind of where that Heisenberg persona comes from, isn't it? The whole sort of kingpin, aggressive, not necessarily evil. I mean, he can do some, he does some bad things, certainly, Heisenberg, especially like maybe later on or whatever. But I think that's that's the major big difference between him and Jesse is Jesse, Jesse doesn't, I mean, obviously he only, he only goes by Jesse throughout, the, I think, the, the whole season. I can't remember if that changes, but I'm pretty sure he, he sticks by that. Um, Jesse doesn't really have that other side of him because you you see it in a lot of different scenes, really, with Walter. 
to where uh, he we've we've noted a number of times to where okay in this scene is a bit more of the nervous Walter in this scene is more of the confident sort of Heisenberg, and you do sometimes maybe a bit more in the first season. Obviously, it progresses and sort of separates more and more as you go on throughout the mm-hmm. series as you go on throughout the whole series. Uh, but you do see it a lot more in the first season as he's trying to break out into the Heisenberg persona, and you see certain scenes with uh, them and Tuco, and you get you get kind of an almost nervous. A nervous Walter in Heisenberg's um, outfit, in, in in a way, yeah. Like, like when he gets nervous about the, the Tuco stuff. Obviously, that stuff at this point is is kind of long gone. But because um, now you see a bit more, like with last week's episode, when you saw um, Heisenberg meeting up with Jesse's friends, that was more Heisenberg. And then when he kind of goes home to his family, it's more the the Walter White, a bit more nervous kind of thing. Uh, which is interesting as well, considering a scene a bit later between Hank and Walter, where things kind of switch mm. up a little bit as well, which we'll we'll get to here in a bit. But yeah, Jesse, I'm not saying Jess, I'm not saying that makes Jesse a flat character. I'm just saying he doesn't have that same thing going on. He has the kind of you know when he busts into that the uh, uh, Spooge's house in in previous episode and becomes more aggressive, but he's still very much Jesse at his core there. Uh, so I think that's mm. that's the key kind of really difference two differences between the show and hey that comes with creating two really interesting great characters so credit to the yeah. show as a whole for even kind of doing that so um, so yeah but uh, yeah interesting with um, their conversation and everything and kind of the, the differences there uh, and then she does uh, leave after this and uh, kind of says I'll see you later. So, and then uh, we see later on in the episode uh, how they resolve the bed situation. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Uh, but after all this, uh, after Badger, Brandon Mayhew uh, is arrested in a sting operation by the Albuquerque police, Walt and Jesse look into hide- hiring a shady, flamboyant lawyer named Sol Goodman. Uh, Sol has already offered um, to be Badger's uh, legal counsel and has found out that the DEA uh, is hoping that Badger will lead them to Heisenberg. Uh, Walt, who clearly obviously has problems with this for very particular reasons, mainly his brother-in-law, which is always kind of a big barrier for him in the the story whenever the DEA kind of gets brought up like it does here. Uh, Walt poses as Badger's uncle. He likes to play different family members, doesn't he? Jesse's dad one week, uh, Badger's yeah. uncle the next week, and uh, dresses up a bit differently for for this one. Wears uh, like a hat and uh, glasses, but not the uh, not the Heisenberg cap. That's more of a cap, I think. In in this point, mm. so yeah, uh, goes there goes to uh, Sol's office as Badger's uncle, um, where he learns that Sol will advise Badger to f- uh, to flip to avoid prison. Uh, Walt offers Sol a bribe to keep Badger um, from confessing, but Sol uh, doesn't apparently accept bribes, which is quite interesting for him. You look at sort of the people that he's dealing with, like all these uh, like drug dealers and drug addicts and like shady people themselves. Uh, you would kind of thought that maybe bribes would have been at certain points part of the equation. Uh, yeah, but not particularly. But he I guess, does explain that. Yeah. He does explain that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, Brandon Mayhew and everything. What do you think of uh, <laughs> his name getting revealed? That was cool. So, I, I didn't actually remember yeah. that at all, to be honest. I, no, I, I totally no, forgot about I, that. Uh, no, I, I didn't remember that. I mean, there's there's quite a lot in it. There's, so, yeah, I mean, Badger's real name, I, I yeah, I 
completely forgotten about that, but I mean, we'll always know him as Badger, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, Sol's sort of first introduction, which was great, and him coming in, and him uh, like kind of razzing on um, gets the the skinny officer that that they uh, that arrested him, and like you know, he's talking about how are they hiring you out of kindergarten and this sort of stuff, um, you know, all, all those kind of things, and just pure like soul trying to get under the skin of of the uh guy and getting him kind of kicked out so he could talk to badger on his own and that sort of stuff mm. so uh yeah it was just a, it's a great opening for soul in that yeah um, I mean, it's, I, I, go ahead go um it's the way that like yeah he busts into the room and everything and sort of like straight uh, i've seen this in a lot of shows and it's probably quite a realistic thing the way that these lawyers kind of bust into the room and like hey did you say anything like you you know um mm. expressing this need of like okay i want you to complete you know keep completely quiet and uh let me do all the talking kind of thing um and then he kind of gets the police officer to uh to leave the room as well uh, interesting little note in here as well he goes to look for brandon's file and <laughs> Starts reading out like, "Hey, public masturbator!" Like, I think it's a Starbucks or something. And then Brandon's yeah. like, "Wait, wait, wait! What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry, bit of a bit of a um, particular mistake." And then he changes the file over. So he he does bring it up later as well in the I think in the corridor when uh, Hank is there as well. He goes to drink from this water fountain and uh, talks to one of his. Uh, lawyer people or whatever on on the phone and says like hey what happened to that public masturbator <laughs> and then trying yeah. to sort of inquire about it which i i thought was great uh yeah bob odenkirk in this role is absolutely fantastic um yeah he just he, he's kind of he does do a lot of the same characteristic things that hank does which is enters the scene completely steals it and just like kind of kind of takes over everything which is interesting when we see him talking to hank in the episode as well and they're clearly trying to sort of like steal the scene from each other which i think is great so uh that was that was really really good but yeah really good uh introduction to soul as well which i thought was good um so after all that uh what do you think of uh walt posing as as badger's uncle yeah i mean that's quite an interesting scene because i'd completely forgotten this but um he goes he, this is when you actually find out that his real name, that Saul's real name is McGill. Mm. Um, he's not Jimmy, but you do find out that he's McGill because he th- makes a comment about, oh yeah, I only use the uh, the Goodman name for the gangbangers because they like to think I'm one of the tribe, you know. <laughs> so it, he's, you know, he makes this kind of joke about the fact that he's changed his name. So it was like in the very first appearance, you find out that that actually isn't his real name, and I completely forgotten about that. Um, so that's kind of interesting um and uh again it's it's seeing sold mind work as you go through this mm. of you know he he knows that the dea is somehow you know are involved and are interested in it so he's like okay well if the dea want a bigger fish for this street level drug bust there's obviously something bigger going on. So, um, you know, I'll get Badger to flip. And then, of course, believing that Walt is Badger's uncle, he, he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, he got caught up in some stuff, but we'll get him to flip on his bosses. And, and like, Walt's trying to convince him. And then Walt brings up the thing about, I heard one of his partners, one of this guy's 
people like smashed a guy's head in with an ATM and like souls all over that and it was like no no the guy was a client of mine his wife did it don't worry it's fine He's, there's nothing to worry about so souls kind of coming up with answers to it and then Walt offers to bribe him and then we get the scene back in the car where Walt is talking to Jesse and said no he wouldn't take a bribe which like you say does seem very out of character but then later on we do find out that the reason he wouldn't take the bribe is because he you know he has no idea who this guy is and you know soul is very careful and he you know he, this guy this could be a sting operation to try and catch him so uh in some criminal activity so he's not he's not going to take a bribe because um, he doesn't know who this guy is. He's certainly not going to take a bribe on a first meeting, you know, and that's that's what he kind of says. So, uh, but the the scene outside before they go in, where they're kind of um, where Rolt and Jesse are tossing like for it, he's like, that's a great line from Jesse where he goes, "You don't need a criminal lawyer. You need a criminal lawyer," <laughs> and <laughs> sort of that's why they go to Sun Gilbert. Mm. Uh, I I thought that was a great line as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, lots of really good stuff in there. Um, and yeah, they're trying to. It's interesting whenever whenever any character brings up something to do with like a Heisenberg situation and mentions the DEA, the way that Walt or it kind of reverts to Walt in those situations and thinks mm. my brother. Uh, obviously, the, the DEA as a whole is a problem to the whole operation, but it's the fact for him personally that his brother is you know, working for them and then it has ties back to his whole family. Uh, you do see a few times, not just in this episode, but in previous episodes and in future episodes, about how how Walt kind of reacts to those situations of like the, the mm. DEA being involved in situations. So you can kind of see him changing his... Uh, the the way he was acting kind of straight straight away mm-hmm. so which Walt knows is kind of an issue just because of the what their uh what workplace kind of they're operating in which is you know drug dealing and things like that with the crystal meth but uh, I think it's just whenever they get brought up he sort of changes a little bit so uh, a bit later on uh, Walt and Jesse uh, resort to kidnapping Soul uh, I I remember the scene quite clearly actually from when I when I first watched it it's it's one that kind of stands out a bit doesn't it so, uh, mm. threatening to kill him if he does not keep uh, Badger from informing on them. However, Sol sees through their scare tactics and instead asks for a payment so he can be so he can legally represent them and uh, keep their talks uh, confidential. Sol tells um, uh, the two about a man, uh, Jimmy, in and out Kai Kelly, uh, who makes a living being paid by other criminals to go to jail, which is very interesting way of living your life i suppose <laughs> uh, and offers to uh, be a stand-in for heisenberg as well um yeah a couple of interesting things in this uh, in the scene mentioned it was ignacio or ignacio i think he says and uh, yeah. i'm sure he says something about does he mention don Eladio or, or some, some other name within the cartel that he mentions as well uh lilo lilo, lilo i think yeah lilo yeah. Lalo, I think it is. Yeah, because he, he, when he's on his knees, he's like going, it wasn't me, it was Ignacio, and, and, <laughs> which is uh, Ignacio is, is Nacho, I think. Yeah. They're the same yeah. the same character. And then, uh, and, and also mentions uh, Lalo as well, which is the, the, uh, the, the crazy kind of younger 
brother, isn't he? The of of the the I guy in the wheelchair. So. I think if so. I remember correctly. Um, who was introduced in the uh, what last season of of that? Yeah, um, of uh, Better Call Saul. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how much of Better Call Saul is set up and mentioned and referenced in this like very first episode. You yeah. know, the 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 last name of um, Saul's real you know real name. You've got a couple of names that kind of come out there of um you know nacho and and lalo in there as well that you know there's all these sort of things that they've then pulled out and fleshed out to such a massive point in uh Better Call Saul as well so yeah. mm-hmm. um I, i'm sort of interested i mean you know at, at this point we don't know how far we're getting close with Better Call Saul, which is what coming up to its final season. So sixth one, yeah. We, we get it, yeah. We're sort of getting close to the two things ramming into each other. Mm. So, but we don't know actually what the time difference is between the two of these. We don't know whether there is going to be any kind of direct crossover or whether the the you know better call Saul is going to sort of take us right up to the point of you know this episode or you know whether it's going to go past it or you know we we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that so mm. i think it's going to be very interesting to see how this all ends up dovetailing together yeah um yeah. because that sort of implies that that this conversation here uh implies that uh lilo is still alive and Nacho is still alive at this point. So, and you would think that would be maybe something that they'd somehow want to resolve in the Better Call Saul series. So, um, that does make me wonder whether the final season is going to kind of you know overlap with this episode in some way as well. Mm. So I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen with the next season of Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's very interesting about, what was it, about a year ago we were watching Better Call Saul? Because I remember it was March mm. 2020 when we had Walking Dead, Westworld and Better Call Saul all on at the yeah. same time. Uh, it's very interesting just over a year later to see this episode of Better Call Saul after seeing the fifth you know, season of uh, of Better Call Saul. Um, and just seeing seeing where this is... And where Soul is here, as opposed to where he is in his spin-off prequel series, and just knowing, okay, mm-hmm. there's a little gap of time to where explaining how you got from where Better Call Soul is now to this episode of Breaking Bad is 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 a really interesting kind of bit of a weird time yeah. thing as well, which I thought would would kind of happen when we got to this episode, uh, but uh, the way it works is pretty fantastic as well. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, when when you first watch this and you assume that you watched uh Breaking Bad first, you got no idea who those people are that he's mentioning. And now that you yeah. go into this after seeing Better Call Saul, you're like, oh yeah, those those name drops of those people that we've that we've seen um mm. already. also seeing just I mean we got a bit of an email about it later, but also seeing kind of yeah, he's becoming Sol, which is the name of the podcast for for that show as well. But also seeing what he's like at this point of being Sol to what he is in Better Call Saul as becoming Saul from you know Jimmy yeah. McGill and everything. So uh, just really really interesting ways that they're lining things up as well. So, um, but uh, yeah, they mentioned this other guy as well, uh, Jimmy 
uh, Kai Kelly, um, who's going to be the kind of scapegoat here almost, and we'll see a bit more of that uh, in a little bit as well. But um, I'm, I, what was I going to say? I was just going to say there's a lovely conversation as well when they're they're actually outside. Um, you know, because you know, they they there's a sort of scene back in the office where he explains about the guy going, you know, the, this there's this guy that you know he's basically a lifelong prisoner and will go in and out of prison for you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lovely scene when um, uh, Sol is down on his knees outside and he's kind of saying, you know, well, as I see it, somebody is going for prison for this. You've got kind of or you've got two options, either. Uh, you know, Badger goes to prison, um, or you know, you ki- or he kind of suggests, well, you could always kill Badger. Why are you harassing me? You know, surely that's the simple solution. And there's a little look between like Walt and Jesse, and Walt's like, eh, well, and, <laughs> and Jesse looks at him going, we're not killing Badger, and it's yeah, and there's, there's just this weird kind of there's a little hint in Walt there of, of him kind of briefly considering, I don't think he'd ever do it, but you know, there's, there's a sort of yeah. brief consideration. Um, and of course then, you know, they, they end up doing this deal with this guy that will go to prison and that ends up costing Badger basically ends up costing the matey grand. So, you know, hmm. yeah, it's interesting that a little, just a little bit of Heisenberg comes out in that moment. I think of like, huh, you know, yeah, could 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 do it, and then Jesse's like, no, yeah. no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. So, yeah, that yeah. was a that was a pretty good scene as well. Um, uh, so yeah, speaking of this Kai Kelly guy, the DEA bus Kai Kelly, uh, when Badger gives um them a fake deal, uh, but Hank is not completely convinced. You sort of see uh slightly after mm-hmm. everything happens, uh, when the arrest happens, uh, during this whole drug bust, uh, Walt comes up with the idea to distract Hank while Jesse carefully walks uh, near the bench, telling Badger to go to the other bench, which is kind of the big problem here. Badger's, uh, I don't. Is it a case that Badger sat on the wrong bench, or just the other guy went to the other bench, and then the other guy who's like not aware of this whole thing happened to sit. It's almost a bit of just an accident, yeah. wasn't it? Because Badger. I, sort I of... think they. Yeah. I, I, I think basically they, you know, I, I think it's just an accident. I think yeah. he's been told, they've both been told, go and sit on a bench on a particular street. It turns out there are two benches. They pick two different benches and then a bold guy happens to sit down next to Badger and he's sort of trying to do the deal and that's could potentially blow the whole thing because obviously Badger's supposed to know who Heisenberg is. And... You know, so that happens, which ends up with Walt having to come out and try and distract Hank. And that's really funny. That's like, you mm. know, uh, the proper comedy chops coming out there of him going, hey, Hank, how are you doing? Oh, you're on a stick. Oh, sorry. Am I in the way? You know, all this sort of stuff. It's, it, that's just great. And then, like, Jesse's like, he gives, kind of almost pushes Jesse out of the car to go and, you know, say, well, you go and talk to him. It's like, I'm not going to do it. Talk to him. There's DEA vans everywhere. So. Yeah, yeah. I, just I, really funny that scene. Yeah, I liked Walt's sort of uh, quick plan there of like, hey, you go and do this thing that you need to do. I'll just distract Hank. And you're thinking, I, and I couldn't remember what he does in the scene. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking, what does he do? And he he just kind of has a ca- casual conversation of like, oh, hey, Hank, it's, it's good to see you. And everyone in that car is like, go away. We're in the middle of this drug bust thing. 
and uh, just just the way that Walt's like, oh, oh, you do you're doing it now. This, this is happening now. Uh, like he's surprised, tries to act surprised that he sort yeah. of caught Hank in the moment because you know Hank's had conversations even in all the way back in the pilot about how proud he is of doing this and busting people and all this kind of stuff. So Walt having sort of this what? fake interest as well in terms of like, oh, you're, yeah. you're doing it now. You're in the moment. This is like really exciting. Uh, so what what was you gonna say? What's what's kind of interesting about this as well is the is as well as Walt kind of you know becoming Heisenberg throughout this whole series, there are points where he plays up his Waltness like this, uh-huh. where he plays the sort of ditzy brother-in-law or you know ditzy husband of of not quite understanding what's going on and you know hey I'm just a school teacher sort of thing and and right. not really understanding this drugs world stuff. And he that's that's kind of interesting because he's sort of, you know, there are points where it feels, you know, he's dressed as Heisenberg, but it feels like Walt wearing a Heisenberg mask. But then there are also points almost like this, where it feels like he's more Heisenberg, but wearing a Walt mask. Mm. So there are sort of interesting things where he sort of plays up the Waltness of it. Um, So, I yeah, I it's it's really interesting seeing him in this and just shows you what a great actor brian cranston is as well i mean you know i'm particularly a comedy actor as you know when it comes to this sort of stuff so um great yeah it was that, that was a brilliant bit of uh acting from him there so just because mm. we haven't really seen that yet like him pretending to catch hank in the moment because there hasn't been any other moments where that could have happened because i mean even if you look back at what the desert scene there's no way that he could have gone up and be like, oh, Hank, how's it going? Because Hank would have been like, what the hell are you doing out in this desert? You know? Yeah. Uh, as as opposed to this is just a normal, you know, uh, street, Walt, yeah. Walt is just driving through the street. He could be going to the shop. He could be going to do any number of just normal everyday things because it's kind of the local area. So, yeah, we haven't had a chance to see that yet. Uh, and again, from Jesse's side of trying to tell Badger. Uh, you know, go quick, go to the other bench, and him trying to sort of scurry past everything, and you yeah. can see, you know, when the when the police sort of pull up and everything, the like nerves on uh, Jesse's face of like, oh, that was a, you know, that was a really close one. That him was try- a close one. Yeah, yeah, him trying to really get himself far away as possible because let's not forget, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Jesse was in custody himself. So he's he he himself has got to get himself like mm-hmm. the hell out of there, which was which was great. Uh, it's just a really good scene overall. And then there's yeah. the other bit with Badger, and <laughs> Badger says to this like guy who's got no idea what's going on, he's like, "Hey, where's the where's the stuff?" And this guy's just trying to like have a coffee and read his newspaper, and he's probably thinking, <laughs> "What's this? What's this guy going on about? Like, what stuff?" <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you could you could you could see a bit of annoyance as well as like this other guy is looking over and Jesse and um. Water looking over and thinking, oh no, he's he's on the wrong bench, which was great. So, yeah. and and the other thing is is um, I mean, so I th- I think one of the things that makes um, Hank suspicious is it, and it makes it so obvious that it's a setup as well. Is if you actually watch the takedown, Jimmy In and Out, the uh, the guy that they've hired, the, even the you know, the moment the deal is done. He, you can just start to hear the sirens in the background, and he immediately puts his hand on his head and kind of gets starts to get on his knees. You know, it's like no attempt to run, nothing. He's like he knew that he was going to get busted straight away. So 
it's it just very, very suspicious. So you can sort of understand why Hank isn't kind of buying it, you know? Mm. But as far as they're concerned, they did get their guy, you know, certainly as far as the local police are concerned. Yeah, it's interesting with Hank as well, because obviously he's got the disruption from his brother to deal with, and then, uh, or his brother-in-law, uh, to deal with. And then you see the look on his face of like, nah, I don't think that's Heisenberg. Um, and it's, yeah. it's it's cool to see, because I really like watching the confident Hank, you know, Dean Norris and all the acting there. And it was good to see after the last couple of episodes with the elevator panic attack and obviously what happened out in the desert and everything, seeing that little glimpse of the confident Hank kind of coming out again. I mean, he doesn't really do anything in the scene. It's just that look that he gives, I think, is very, very telling. Yeah. Of like, nah, there's something, something just doesn't seem right. Um, do you think it was possibly, now, now that you mentioned the whole uh, Kai Kelly's attitude while he's being arrested... Do you think that possibly played a part because he didn't try to resist arrest or anything like that? Because if you look at, um, if yeah. you look at the way that Badger gets arrested in this episode, and then you look at the way this guy gets arrested, they're totally different. Um, yeah. So maybe Hank suspects something from there, or just yeah. No, just I, I totally think. I to say it's practically before you even hear the sirens, the guy. I mean, the guy takes the drugs and just sticks his hands on his head pretty much and you almost exactly at the same moment you start to hear the sirens go so it, it's i mean it's deeply deeply suspicious so i i think looking at it and this guy's supposed to be this huge drug lord heisenberg and he gives up immediately no running nothing you know um so yeah i'm not surprised hank's deeply suspicious about it but arguably they did catch the guy in the middle of a drug bust and you've got Badger saying, yeah, that's the guy. So there's really nothing they could do about it. That's the whole point of this setup, you know? So Yeah, yeah. So, um, But uh, quite a lot to talk about there, actually. That was quite fun. Mm. Um, so where are we now? Uh, later, Sol visits Walt at his school, just kind of strolls in and finds him really easily, which is what he tells him. Uh, telling him that he's found him too easy. Uh, Sol offers to be Walt's full-time legal counsel and advisor in covering uh, his tracks. Uh, again, interesting with these kinds of scenes at Walt's sort of personal life places. So, like, he's working his home. Because we've seen similar reactions to, like, when uh, when Jesse had the RV a few episodes ago. And he sees it outside and he, like, really, you know... Uh, is is quite angry at Jesse for those kind of things. This is sort of Walt doing almost that same thing to uh, Sol in this scene, where it's sort of like, you know, what, what are you what are you doing here? Like, you can't sort of be here because I'll get asked too many questions. But interesting that I mean, it's kind of Sol's job to do these kinds of things, which is sort of find these people and everything. Yeah, and uh, just tells him he finds him too easy. Which yeah, you know, we're seeing. Heisenberg and Walt progress as characters, but uh, they they still make mistakes now and again, and, and this is kind of one of them. But uh, good conversation between two of them, and uh, he wants to be his full time uh, legal counsel. Uh, what do you think of the Sol Walt high school scene? Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, th- this of course is the first mention of of when Sol goes in and says, "Oh, my PI tracked you down. You know, within a charge me like three hours so that you can bet it only took a one hour." Of course, we know that pi is probably mike um who you know has yet to show up in the show but uh we you know so there's sort of little mentions of that in there and soul is quite right you know the fact that he kind of 
I'd obviously been hearing rumours about who this guy is because he turns up and goes, oh my God, you are a chemistry teacher. You know, <laughs> so Mike had obviously, or, you know, we were, we were assuming like the PI had obviously figured out who this guy is and like, you know, tracked him down and stuff. I wonder if that's something we maybe get to see at some point, um, mm. the other side of it, of the tracking well down. Um, so I, that that might be kind of an interesting thing coming up. But yeah, it's it's arguably it was the right thing to do because I think ultimately he does Walt does need the help. Well, yeah, you know, the the moment he's squirreling this money away, but if they make more and more of it, you've got to find some way of laundering that money. So, and, and Walt doesn't really have any idea how to do that at this point. And it's something that Saul will be quite good at. So, mm. you know, yeah, uh, making him involved in it, I think, probably makes sense. Yeah, there's a few things to talk about here, I think, in terms of control as well. Because when you see Walt and Jesse talking about just their crystal meth business stuff, uh, whether it's setting up the, the other three to do any drug deals or anything for themselves... Walt really wants to take control of the whole situation. So whenever mm -hmm. they... Because there's been two instances now where they've had to spend money to get out of situations which Walt hasn't liked. And I think it definitely is a control thing for Walt. And this goes way back to the whole sort of like brother, alpha male, or uh, brother-in-law, alpha male kind of issues that he's had and not really having control of his life. And now that that's kind of changed to where he's in charge... Because he is in charge of the whole... Um, uh, drug thing that he's involved in. I, I mean, he says it's like a 50-50 thing with uh, him and Jesse, but he definitely does try to take leadership and more control in certain situations. So I think we're sold sort of almost butting his nose in because I don't think Walt really... Walt didn't really want to do any of this no. until, until it became necessary I think you know, until Badger got arrested because I think Walt just wanted to try and handle this whole thing on himself uh, which again digs into yeah. the whole alpha male kind of thing and the issues with his brother all the way back in the pilot and that kind of stuff um, well it's ego yeah, yeah e ego and then that feeds into the whole Gretchen Elliott money thing with paying for his cancer treatment so there's a lot of things that really tie into that so um, what do you think of the, the way Walt's handling all of that? Yeah it's it, it's ego. I mean, the entire thing has. Walt is. We, we've had this discussion before about is Walter a good, good or a bad person, and I think he is a good person. But he has, or I think he starts out as a good person, but he does have this issue, which he has an awful lot of pride, and you know, as they say, pride becomes comes before the fall, and mm. and it's the the. All the issues with this and all the things with Walt is him sort of not being prepared to get out of his own way and wanting to have some form of control over his life, which in some respects I do get, you know, you want some control over your own destiny, but it's taken to an extreme point of, you know, he had a situation where you know, he was potentially dying of cancer and he was offered a way out, but rather than take the money that he'd been offered because he didn't want to take money off people who he saw as being people that screwed him over previously uh, in the, uh, the, you know, the, the couple, then 
he decides to go down this drug dealing route because he wants control of it. He wants to take control of, over his life. And I, I sort of, I get his thinking behind it to a certain point. Um, not the decision I would have made, but, mm. you know, um, everything that happens is about um, sort of his ego and control, uh, pretty much. You know, as you say, it's supposed to be a 50-50 split, but Walt he definitely wants to be the one in charge. Um, the the whole reason for doing it in the first place was him about, about him having control. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then you get somebody like Sol that kind of is... Uh, somewhere that's closer to Walt's intellect in terms of, uh, except he's maybe a little bit more devious mm. at this point, you know. Um, and as we know, as the series goes on, you know, Walt becomes darker and Soul's just Soul, you know. Uh, but intellectually, they were at a similar sort of level, and and I think Soul. Um, Soul turning up at school was a sort of calculated risk for him of like given that this guy is a school teacher and really doesn't know what he's doing arguably Soul is absolutely right Walt needs his help Walt might not want his help but Walt needs his help so you know that's why he takes the risk of turning up and showing his face you know, I think had they done some investigation into him and suddenly found out that he was a Tuco type drug dealer, Sol wouldn't have gone near it. Yeah. You know, he would have he wouldn't have, you know, they's like, that guy's crazy, I'm not dealing with that, you know, mm. I helped out one of his guys, that's fine, I'm not getting heavily involved. But I think he sees an opportunity here of thinking, Okay, well this guy this guy is a chemistry teacher that's got into doing meth this is interesting this is maybe something i can help with so yeah yeah, yeah. i quite agree yeah uh so moving on from all of that uh over to skylar uh she's going to work on a saturday and walt notices that she's dressed especially well for her job with ted uh so she's walt's kind of concerned as to why she looks as as good as she looks and that sort of thing and uh, obviously has some suspicions about, you know, it's going to meet with Ted at work and kind of what's going on. Uh, we do have the other bit as well with Hank, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, do you think Walt has kind of a right to be concerned? I mean, their marriage has been a bit on the rocks and those sorts of things. And they've mm. had several arguments. There's the whole two cell phones thing and then the whole argument with her smoking and then, you know... Uh, there was that conversation they had a few episodes ago about, uh, oh, where is uh, Flynn or Walt Jr.? And then Skylar just saying, hey, why don't you call him if you're so sort of bothered? And they've uh, they've not been doing well in, in their marriage lately. So her kind of dressing up when going to work to see Ted, I think is definitely, again, kind of does literally what we just talked about, kind of goes back to ego a little bit with uh, mm -hmm. him being kind of concerned about what will Ted think of what she's kind of doing here? Uh, not saying that she can't dress up nicely for work, but I think Walt sees it as a bit more of a extra effort, I think. And uh, he has concerns about that. So what do you think of uh, that scene? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no reason. It's, as she said, it's, it was like a, a work picnic, like an end of, mm -hmm. almost like an end of term sort of work picnic thing for the end of the season or whatever it was. Um, 
so yeah, there's no reason at all why she shouldn't dress up for that. And as she says, it's a it's a company thing. There's everybody's going to be there. Um, just there is this this history between her and Ted, and yeah, so you can see why he maybe is a little uneasy about. But but can't expect to not to get dressed up for for something like that. I don't think that's unreasonable. But I I sort of see he just comments on it so yeah i mean i again it does come back to sort of a certain amount of walt's ego maybe Mm. um and yeah you know if she seems overdressed i don't think she particularly seemed overdressed but if if she seems overdressed for the type of events it was maybe that maybe raises a red flag but Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i i think it's uh, at this point, there isn't anything going on between Skylar and Ted directly, so... She's only just got back there, so... Not that that yeah. doesn't mean things can't be happening, but it's it's quite early yet, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of agree in a way, you know, I don't think she is overdressing. I do think she looks nice, but I don't think she's overdressing. But again, Walt, the ego, the history, the conversations as of recently, it all kind of uh, adds up, doesn't it? So... Uh, but she's off to yeah. this particular work event and we'll see what happens with that later uh, over to uh, the brother-in-law uh, seeing that Hank uh, has held himself in his house uh, Walt gives him a motivational speech really kind of twisting and turning things here uh, talking about how he has not had any fear in his life since he was diagnosed with uh, terminal lung cancer this helps Hank leave the house but uh, he has a panic attack uh, later on when he kind of goes back to work and stuff kind of does uh because a bit slightly later on where he has another panic attack in the elevator and um, goes back to work, kind of tries to do the whole alpha male macho man sort of thing. But you can see this time there is a little bit more of nerves put in there. So, uh, mm-hmm. But this is one of the biggest twists in their relationship, probably, at least so far in the series. Because you look, again, I, I know I keep referring back to the pilot, which I think there's a lot to take from that pilot. Uh, again, but um, you look back on the pilot and you see, you know, on the TV, there's this drug bust. Hank's done it, and he's saying to Walt, "Hey, you know, you need a bit more excitement in your life. Come along with me to one of these ride-on sort of things." Several episodes later, you know, to the back half of season two, here we are, and Hank's the one that's a bit more down in the dumps and that sort of thing, uh, and not sort of high on life or whatever. And uh, Walt's the one that's at the opposite situation where he's got this, you know, secret drug thing that's going relatively well and he's kind of more full of confidence than what his brother-in-law is and he's giving him the motivational speech so uh this was quite a this is a big twist in their relationship certainly and mm. uh i found it very very interesting even though you know we've already seen the series uh that's quite just the way just the change in both of them in this conversation i think is really really quite interesting for both characters uh what do you think yeah uh, I think it, it is. You, I, I like what they sort of do with Hank because I mean Hank has been through the ring in the last couple of episodes, oh, particularly you know the, <laughs> the the yeah he almost died in a shootout and then almost got blown up when a bunch of his like colleagues did get blown up and you know was, I think Marie says it's like the type of thing you'd see in Iraq you know the, the with IEDs so. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got got every right to be suffering from panic attacks. But of course, Hank being Hank wants to put on this brave face. And it's really interesting to see him switch when he gets back to the office. 
and and he walks in and he's like hey how you all doing let's see what you losers have been up to while i've not been here you know all this sort of stuff and he's yeah. got the, the macho front is back on um you know he does that quite well i can't remember how this ends up resolving itself um so i'm sort of interested to see where that goes with hank and what they actually do with it um because you know, we know that he gets into some sticky situations later on as well. But mm. um, yeah, it's I, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's been one of the most interesting things about doing this whole rewatch is remember the really big parts, but certain little things here and there we don't quite remember. Um, which is yeah. is I I think it's actually good that we don't remember everything beat for beat. Because I don't think that would make as interesting as a as a rewatch. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah. very good anyway. But yeah, really big change here in their in their conversations. Um, I'd al- I'd almost like to see an edit. I don't know if maybe some. I mean, there's loads of edits you can see on YouTube of of stuff. I'd like to see a back to back edit of Hank talking to Ball on his birthday in the pilot, and then go straight into this scene and just see the massive differences. I mean, Walt had hair in, yeah. in the pilot as well. Um, see the massive differences between those those two, um, which again goes back to how good the show itself is and everything like that. So, uh, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, he helps Hank out. We talked about that. Uh, and in the last part of the episode, meanwhile, Jesse um, uh, has slept with Jane and learned that she is uh, recovering from addiction and stuff later. That was a bit of a part of was accidentally copied here. Uh, later, they meet again, basically, and uh, this time he sorted out the bed situation. Uh, a mattress that's still in its wrapping, he uh, puts it on the floor, and then they both jump onto it and uh, have sex <laughs> at the end of the episode. <coughs> Don't need to take it out of the wrapping, I see. <laughs> yeah. or, or put it on a bed, or do anything with it, really. Apparently just, not. <laughs> yeah, just put it straight on the floor and get down to business, uh, which was which was quite interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, buying a mattress doesn't bother buying an actual bed frame. But I mean, right. really, nothing else. Usually, yeah. you buy both together. But really, Jesse, I mean, that's the other interesting thing with Jesse is he's not really, you know, an adult in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. you know he's he's renting this house, has two, you know, he goes and buys a massive flat screen TV, but then has two <laughs> lawn chairs to sit and watch TV on it. Um, He's not really got any food in the house. Uh, he's not bothered buying a bed. He's bought a mattress, but no, like nothing to put it. All this sort of stuff. It's like you know, really, just just not really a level of maturity there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to see this relationship start. I don't think it's going to end particularly well. If I seem to remember so. Mm-hmm. We'll see. See how that goes. Um, yeah, neither of them are bothered about the wrapping or the or the mattress. I just found that an interesting sort of point. Um, yes. I wonder how kind of comfortable and everything that was. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, because she says like something's before him, just before he flips the mattress down, and then he does it. But uh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, but uh, that's the end of the episode, and uh, we get the credits there. So um, that was a very very good episode. I will say. Definitely. I I mean, most of these are. You're, you're gonna have to get used to us saying that. Which, if you've been listening to us since the pilot, you probably are used to us saying that. But um, 
Anyway, um, let's go to some feedback and emails and things if you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, and everything else like that. Uh, either about Breaking Bad or anything really related to Entertainment Talk. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK as a contact page and information in your show notes. Jessica says, uh, was awesome to see Sol in this episode. How do you feel about seeing him in this after Better Call Sol? Um, for me, I because I, I kind of referenced this email a little bit earlier. Um, it was very interesting to see where he is in the finale of season five, and then jumping almost a little bit of a time jump, almost or a big kind of time jump, to full out Soul Goodman in this episode, uh, and seeing the kind of change there. Because you, you know, in terms of Soul and in terms of um, Heisenberg. We've tried to look at, okay, when did those characters start changing? And, like, what were the moments that sort of caused those things to happen? You know, what what caused, what caused you know, Sol to become Sol and what caused Heisenberg to become Heisenberg um, between the two of them? Because they're the two characters, mm. really, in the whole f- franchise, really, the whole series, that have those fundamental sort of big... Uh, changes. I mean, you get you get obviously a lot of character development between other characters, but you're talking about two characters that use, uh, like, regularly use their different like personas and and are sort of like totally different when they try to, you know, act in their different personalities. Uh, but yeah, jumping from that season five finale to now to this part was uh, very interesting actually. And there is there is still a little bit of work to be done. Obviously, we don't know what's happening in season six yet. Obviously, a few big events probably. Um, but seeing him really full Sol Goodman was uh, was quite interesting. So, how do you feel about that? Yeah, um, I I mean I love the character of Sol mm-hmm. throughout Breaking Bad anyway. So you know, and I and I finding Better Call Sol the series really interesting um, in terms of sort of building to get to that point. As I say, I'm I'm intrigued with season six because of the fact that you've had references to both Nacho and Lelo in this episode, uh, you know, where they're going to go in season six and whether this meeting is sort of, you know, at the end of the season, that's somewhere in the middle. Um, I, you know, I, I wonder, I, I do wonder what they're going to do with some of those characters because you would have thought that they would have resolved those plot lines um, they would want to resolve those plot lines by the end of Better Call Saul season six, whereas you've got a reference to two of those characters still being around in some way in this episode. So I, I'm I'm sort of intrigued to see where they go with the sixth season more than anything else, having seen what comes out of this first appearance. So mm. uh, is there going to be some form of overlap, or or you know, are we going to get kind of um him meeting Jesse and Walt, you know, for the first time in sort of the second or third episode of the sixth season. And then we're going to have sort of things running concurrently or I, so I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see whether they, how they match the two up um, for that final season of that call soul. Mm. I, I think that's sort of what it highlighted for me. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, we'll see how those things kind of line up. I think I said on one of the Better Call Saul podcasts, I'd like to kind of see the series end roughly near, right near this episode, almost like mm-hmm. um, Walt and Jesse kind of 
going into this meeting or something like that. Like, like some sort of thing that connects directly to this first appearance episode. Um, <laughs> like, like maybe we get lead up to where he does hear about, you know, the ATM thing and all that. And uh, just some, something else that kind of connects it. And obviously I trust the uh, people that make the show to, to do that. So... We'll see. Um, this, this was this was the most in in terms of connecting Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. This is kind of one of the most interesting episodes for that. So it was uh, mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, Abed finishes off says uh, been enjoying Sons of Anarchy. How would you compare Sons to BB? I think he means Breaking Bad, not Big Brother. Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think Breaking Bad's a better show. Certainly, I think Sons of Anarchy's got a lot of qualities to it. Um, I think the last two seasons of Sons of Anarchy, because that's got, is it seven or eight seasons? I can't remember. Something, I yeah, something I think they, like that. They got uh, set, uh, 13 episodes each, I think. Um, so it's a lot long. I think the last two seasons of Sons are kind of weaker than, I, I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of big events that happen, but other than that, some of the general kind of chit-chat leading up to scenes, I think starts to die off a little bit. Um, what do you think in terms of Sons compared to compared to this? Yeah, I'd be inclined, I think, to probably agree with you there. Uh, I mean, I loved Sons as well. I thought Sons was a Sons of Anarchy is a great, great series, and certainly if you like Breaking Bad, it's worth watching. I think there is probably more comedy in Breaking Bad, and I, I think oh, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it's very dark comedy in Breaking Bad. Um, but I, I would I would say it's a it's a more rounded, better written show, uh, Breaking Bad than Sons of Anarchy. And that's not to say Sons of Anarchy is a badly written show because it isn't by a very, very long shot. It's still a superbly written drama. Mm. But um, Breaking Bad is just something else. And, um, I, you know, I think certainly there are similarities between the two and there are a lot of interesting likable characters in Sons of Anarchy and I, I you know I watched Sons of Anarchy after watching Breaking Bad it was something that you know one led me to the other and uh it is definitely definitely worth watching uh, but out of the two I think Breaking Bad still stands above it um but but yeah I mean certainly I, I would say Sons of Anarchy is worth a watch mm-hmm so I've just looked up Sons of Anarchy on Disney Plus, which is a funny sentence. Um, <laughs> it's, on, it's on there through Star, isn't it? So, because uh, I'm yeah. looking at it on my phone at the moment. So both shows started in 2008. Uh, Sons ended in 2014, but remember because because uh, Breaking Bad ended 2013, this ended 2014. But uh, uh, but remember that uh, Breaking Bad had six years because the the fifth season was split into eight and eight making it right like 16 yeah. each whereas sons had the extra year you know the seventh season being uh 2014 um so they had seven seasons i think they had 13 episodes each i'm just looking yeah i think each season's got 13 episodes so it's got more episodes obviously it's got more seasons uh i didn't i didn't know what year sons of anarchy started but they were running at the same time then which is interesting yeah um that was on. I keep forgetting. It was on FX, wasn't it? Sons of Anarchy, which is why it's on. Uh, yes. Star. So yeah. So yeah, they would have had two kind of competing, similar dramas, I suppose. Um, <laughs> obviously on different networks and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, I'm looking at Sons of Anarchy on Disney Plus. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, interesting kind of comparisons. I I just did. Did you know that it started in the in the same year? 
I didn't know. No, I mean, and uh, Sons has quite a lot more episodes, actually. I mean, Sons has, I think, 97 episodes. Breaking Ooh. Bad has 62. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, again, they're, they're, they're different shows. Uh, they're both great. Um, I, you know, Breaking Bad, I think he's... he's I think it's very, very difficult to anything coming close to the writing of Breaking Bad. But uh, Sons of Anarchy is definitely worth a, a watch as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, for me at the moment, in terms of the shows in that same type of genre, I'm watching Mosquito Coast on Apple on Fridays and then uh, obviously Breaking Bad on Mondays. I do want to go back to Ozark, but I don't want to watch three of those same type of shows at the same time. So once maybe either Mosquito Coast finishes or we finish this season, I'll probably go back to uh, Ozark after that. So because it's, it's just too much yeah. of kind of the same genre at the same time. Because even though I, I've said that before about zombie shows, like when I was watching like um, World Beyond and Fear at the same time, that was fine. But I don't want to watch. I don't want to do. I don't want with that what the CW does with like the other shows where it's like five on in the same week or something. So it's just could be a little bit too much of the of the same thing. So. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but that's what we got for you for this week. I uh, really enjoyed that one. That was very, very good. And uh, we'll be back next week for, I think it's called Four Ways Out or something next week. I did make the draft for it yesterday. So uh, we'll see what that one. I think I remember some bits and pieces of that, ep- that episode as well. Is kind of coming to me now. But uh, we'll be back to talk about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United Podcast is going to be one more for this year, which is the wrap-up, some point between now and Saturday. I'm not going to plan to do any Euros England podcast, maybe if we win it or if we do something meaningful, uh, which is up to Gareth Southgate, so we'll see if he does that. Uh, got a good enough team, certainly, just uh, depends how that's used. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I won't be doing any of that unless something meaningful happens with uh, with the Euros. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so look out for all of that uh, but we'll still do TV, video games, film stuff there's going to be the Summer Game Fest and there's also going to be E3 happening soon as well so uh, lots of gaming news within the next couple of months over the summer so look out for that uh, if you love what we do and you want to support more of it you can uh, either use word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website iTunes feeds, all that sort of stuff uh, tell them what we do and where they can find it uh, you can also, this is something new I need to keep mentioning, you can also uh, follow us on WordPress as well, if you make a free WordPress account, you can search for Entertainment Talk on there and you can follow us on there, you don't actually need to go back onto WordPress, you'll basically get an email with the one that you sign up with when we post new content so that's a good way to follow us sort of by email if you if you want to do that because not everybody's on social media so if you want to do it through email you can sign up to wordpress follow us on there uh, which we do have a good amount of follow followers on there so you can do that and you'll be notified by email when we post new things kind of a useful way to follow what we're doing here as well um so you can do that you can also use patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options so check that out if you want to uh david is doing uh tv and film news still over on geek town geek town king geek town radio uh big episode 300 for this week congratulations for reaching such a big number uh, i did a, did a quiz this week which was very very fun i'm not going to spoil what happened in the quiz uh but it was me david and uh gray on that episode and uh, that was that was a ton of fun to do actually so we uh, really really enjoyed yeah. that as well uh the quiz was a lot of fun to do so uh and of course for uh, renewals and cancellations at the moment uh you can keep up to date with all that over there uh, still waiting on zoe and good girls and whatever else so we'll see what happens just waiting for nbc and for e4 to see when they air zoe or 
do anything really so uh look out for all that as well geek town radio geek town at UK for all that uh bex is streaming pretty much daily over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s doing lots of good stuff over there so you can go and give her a follow you can also follow me on twitch as well if you want to etalk uk you can give me a follow over there and you can also look at the streams uh archive later on youtube if you miss them on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye